Welcome to the first episode of Locked Up and Locked Out. First, let's address the elephant in the room. Racism, Black Lives Matter, mass incarceration, systematic racism, white fragility, racist, intersectional, anti-racist, race, equity, microaggressions, reparation, bias, privilege. There's a lot of tension and controversy surrounding conversations about race. Race and racism have been heavily politicized, which makes it even more of a heated topic. Our country has been polarized, and we won't even listen to the opposing view. We won't give a new perspective a chance. But as much as it's politicized, racial equity is not partisan. In fact, you will discover in the process of learning about the war on drugs and mass incarceration that both Republicans and Democrats hold guilt in the damage caused. Please, no matter what your initial reaction to these topics are, keep an open mind. I know personally, when I started educating myself on racism, I was shocked to learn that the history and current reality of our country that I had always been taught and experienced was very different from the truth. As a white person, I was living in my own reality of America. I was stuck on my own perspective. I viewed all people labeled as criminals as more immoral and dangerous. I trusted the justice system to fairly dispense justice. I thought that after the civil rights movement, we have more or less had equality in our country. I subconsciously held the stereotype of the black criminal. This is what I had been taught in school, taught in media, and taught by my personal experiences. But as a middle-class white person, my perspective and experience was very limited. So I ask from personal experience that you keep an open mind. The things you learn while educating yourself on mass incarceration might seem unbelievable or exaggerated at first to you, because it's different from the way you've always seen things. But no progress is made without challenging your own perspective. I encourage you to step outside your own limited experiences and try to put yourself in the shoes of someone else. First, let's talk about some of the words commonly used in the discussion about mass incarceration and the war on drugs. Let's start off with the phrase mass incarceration itself. The basic definition of mass incarceration is the sharp increase in the number of people in prisons starting in the 1970s. This pattern of increasing prisoners ties into many other concepts and is part of the complex system of the prison industrial complex, which I'll talk about later in this episode. Now, what is the war on drugs? The war on drugs refers to the tough on crime anti-drug campaign started by Nixon in 1971 which was only intensified by following presidents. The war on drugs has largely been ineffective in preventing drug use and was actually not even started with the goal of preventing drug use in the first place. We'll talk more about the history of the war on drugs in later episodes. Let's talk about what systematic racism means. Also known as institutional racism, systematic racism is the racism that is embedded into our social, political, and economic systems, and our society as a whole. It refers to the policies that protect the supremacy of white people and put black people at a disadvantage. So what's the difference between individual racism and institutional racism? Individual racism is the racist actions or ideas of an individual. This is usually what we think of when we think of racism. However, institutional racism is much more impactful and wide-reaching, even though it is often more invisible and less overt, especially to white people. Instead of focusing on acts of individual racism, this podcast will be focused on how mass incarceration is a form of institutional racism. What is white privilege? White privilege is a topic that many white people get defensive about. 
Some common reactions are, I've had a hard life with all sorts of challenges and I'm white. White privilege doesn't exist. It's illegal for people to treat me better than a black person just because I'm white. I've worked hard for everything I've earned and white privilege has nothing to do with it. It's natural to get defensive when it feels like someone is saying you have an unfair advantage. But the fact is, as hard as it might be for some white people to admit, whiteness in our society does come with privilege. As explained by Racial Equity Tools Glossary, white privilege is a system of white domination that creates and maintains belief systems that make current racial advantages and disadvantages seem normal. The system includes powerful incentives for maintaining white privilege and its consequences, and powerful negative consequences for trying to interrupt white privilege or reduce its consequences in meaningful ways. What is white supremacy? Put simply, white supremacy is the ideology that white people are superior to people of color. What comes to mind when you think of white supremacy? The white hoods of the KKK? Well, it's really much more pervasive than that. We often think of white supremacy as the belief of an individual instead of the values held by a system or society as a whole. White supremacy is baked into the structure of our society, even in in subtle ways that we're so used to we don't even notice. Whiteness is often considered superior or preferential in comparison to blackness. In this way, white supremacy is linked to white privilege. White people experience privilege because we live in a society that structurally considers white people to be superior. What is racial profiling? Heard commonly in discussions of policing, racial profiling is the act of assuming someone is guilty of criminal activity because of their race. While often thought of as blatant and conscious discrimination, racial profiling is often done subconsciously. Even police who consciously consider black and white people to be equal can still racially profile people. Deep-rooted racial stereotypes affect all of us, whether we realize it or not. What is the prison industrial complex? The prison industrial complex is the overlapping systems of prisons, government, and the judicial system. This phrase is often used to reference the explosion of the number of imprisoned people in recent years, mostly caused by the motivation of making a profit. We'll get more into the profit motive for private prisons in a later episode. What is the criminal justice system? Similar to the prison industrial complex, the criminal justice system includes the government and independent agencies in charge of the management of those deemed criminals. This includes law enforcement, judges, prosecutors, and prisons. What is probation? Probation is the period of time after an incarcerated person is released from prison, where they are still under the supervision of the criminal justice system. Probation is often seen as a better alternative to incarceration, which frees up space in prisons and serves as a transition between prison and the real world. However, probation is often just another method of control over those deemed criminals. People can be sent back to prison for minor technicalities, such as missing a meeting with a probation officer, failing to report a new address, drug use, or not paying fees. Ultimately, the structure of probation often serves as an obstacle for previously incarcerated people to overcoming poverty, drug addiction, and reassimilation into society. But we'll talk more about that in a later episode. What are dog whistle politics? Dog whistle politics are the practice of using coded language to get support from one particular group without attracting opposition from another group. For example, a Christian politician might use the coded language family values, really meaning Christian values, 
to get support from Christians while avoiding directly inciting opposition from atheists or people of other faiths. Dog whistle politics can make it so things that are racist don't seem racist, even when it actually is. Coded language can hide racial discrimination in plain sight. In later episodes, we'll talk about how the phrase law and order has long been used as coded language in politics. What does the phrase super predator mean? The phrase super predator is used to mean a youth who is a repeated violent offender due to being raised without morals or positive guidance. A common phrase used in the media during the war on drugs, the concept of super predators was a source of fear and was used to justify harsher law enforcement and increased incarceration rates. And finally, what does it mean to be anti-racist? Being anti-racist is more than just not being racist. It is actively taking steps against racism by supporting anti-racist policies and anti-racist ideas. As Ibram X. Kendi explains in his book, How to Be Anti-Racist, one can either be racist or anti-racist. There's no in-between. Not being actively against racism is racist itself. There's no neutral ground, because being, by being neutral, you are supporting the continued existence of the harmful status quo. This may sound extreme, but think of it this way. If someone is being bullied and you witness it, but just stay silent and do nothing to stand up for the other person, as the bystander, you are complicit in the actions of the bully. To be anti-racist is something we should all strive to be. That's all for this episode. Stay tuned for the next one.